0: Hello everyone, and welcome to the very first episode of Rando and Friends, a show where I and a friend of mine talk about things that interest us. We can talk about any topic that we want, and today I am joined by Chronopasta, and we are here to talk about the Fable games. Chronopasta, what is up, my guy?
1: What is up, my dude? I love Fable. I, I mean, it's been kind of a staple in my household for years.
0: Oh dude. So oh. I'm
1: glad, glad I can get this off my chest.
0: Oh man, Fable. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll go ahead and say this right now. Fable Two is easily my favorite game. Like easily, it is so damn good. Oh
1: yeah, hands down. I mean, and just the story arc of the second one and how it's so different from the first one, but yet you can see how it molds together all all throughout, I mean, it's it's insane. Oh, yeah. You know. I mean, granted, the third one was, wasn't great. It, it wasn't bad, but the third one wasn't... I, I wouldn't put it as canon as the first two.
0: Well, here's the thing. like, So, we, we have differing <laughs> opinions on the third one. The third one, to me, is a fucking disaster. <laughs> Just. I mean,
1: they completely the script on it but I mean I can kind of see the direction they were trying to go with a third one hmm with with the hero of Albion being uh, now an heir to the throne so to speak
0: right 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 and, and I, I think and it, I think what's going on is you're the son of the hero you played in as fable 2 yes but I, I I'm not sure but anyways let's let's start off with with game one Um Game one was, uh, I I like it, but I think it suffers from, and, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, it, it suffers from having too much going on in it, and yet not enough going on in it. Um, it's it's It was trying to find its footing, so to speak, I think.
1: You know, see, I, I'm going to have to disagree with that, basically because it brought whole other light and rpg style game that is well animated as well as well versed in multiple paths you can go through the best way i can explain the first fable game is legend of zelda meets grand theft auto you've got this large animated world that is definitely an open open world concept but you can also go around and beat up villagers you can buy houses um I mean, you can go through the evil route or the good route, and I think that was a staple to all of the games altogether, and honestly, I think I preferred the storyline from the first game than the second. Uh,
0: So, okay, so what I mean by, like, it has too much going on in it, but yet not enough, so I like the world building in the first game. Don't, Don't get me wrong, I like the first game. The first game, I think, is a great game. But yeah. my biggest problem with the first game is you're introduced to this world, and you know whether you choose to play as a boy or a girl doesn't doesn't matter really. But you have this family, and um, you lose the family immediately, and you lose your sister. But the, the what I mean by is it, it has a lot going on, but at the same time, not enough. Is you're not really it's not really shown what kind of connection you have to this family. It's not really made very clear if you are close to your family um, because it's so brief. Whereas the second one succeeds in that it makes it abundantly clear that your sister Rose is the only family that you have. Um, Now don't get me wrong again. I like the first game. I, I totally like the first game, but another thing that is kind of wrong with the first game is after after a few opening missions the world feels kind of empty and you know that that's not a knock in the game in general i mean it, at the time really they didn't really have the technology to make the world as vast as it would be today but again the world yeah. does kind of feel empty because pretty much the entirety of the game takes place close to the temple of light so it, it kind of feels small in a way and then um, they try to they they try to relocate everything around that. But, uh, don't get me wrong, I like the first... Again, I cannot stress this enough. I like the first game. But uh, the second game, I think, is where... They really took off with the idea of... Um, just a... Uh, either a hero or a villain trying to make his way... His or her way through the world. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well,
1: and you still follow the same basic story arc in the second one. I mean... Mm-hmm. Technically, are two orphans that lived on the streets of uh, Albion. Oh, what was that city now? Uh,
0: well, Old Town Bowerstone. Albion, but this Old Town Bowerstone. Yeah,
1: that's what it was. Bowerstone, and I mean they kind of introduced the villain, I think, a little too, too early in the second game. Where the first game, you were a lost child after your village has been seized by bandits or, or whatever else, and the villain isn't quite really shown. You don't know who is the bad guy, and then you got brought in by the Temple of Light. And yeah, the first game, it's it delves around more so around the Temple of Light, but I feel the amount of side-questing required to get deeper into the lore of Albion in the first game was way more beneficial to the whole story arc than all the side
0: quests, I'd say, in the second game. Yeah, I can see where you're coming from with that, and and the thing about the first game that I would say is better than the second game, there definitely is more of a delegated storyline because each mission that you do gives you money, so there's a reason to do every single one of those missions, where in the second one, you have to do jobs in order to get money. So... It makes it a lot more difficult to kind of uh, delegate your way through. Okay, is this just a side quest or is this a main quest? Um, and, uh, you know, it does. It, the second one does kind of get plagued by what open world games get plagued with today, where there's not really a clear cut story. That being said, though, um, the second one to me, I think, is. Uh, it's, it's more of what I grew up with rather than Fable one and I I really just okay. like the idea of you' this you're this person who is hellbent on getting revenge for the death of your sister um, because you know in Fable 2, when Lucian kills Rose, instead of it just being like, okay, well, my family's dead, but my village is also gone and that sucks. Um, I mean, I'm, not, I'm not, not like pushing that aside or anything, but it wasn't just his family. it was his whole village. So he has mixed he or she, whoever you play as has mixed emotions about it. But when it's just your sister that gets killed, it's immediately personal. Um, and it, it does a really good job of putting you in the shoes of this character that you're playing as. Um, and I feel like that's something that's really effective about the second one um and god i just ugh, i can't yeah. I, I can't really give it enough praise because i do love that game so much
1: well i mean you're i think you're put into a more intimate position with the character starting with the second one because you're started out with your sisters being your caretaker and then all of a sudden she's taken away from you. but i don't know if anybody in the audience has played fable 2 there's I don't know if we're wanting to do
0: spoilers or anything. Oh, we're just going to do spoilers for the whole game. I'm not really concerned about breaking down the story. And, and the reason why I'm not really concerned with breaking down the story... Okay. Because well, Fable is kind of like make-your-own-story kind of thing. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, but I mean the the, the, the... the twists in the game that are still prevalent... even Regardless of the the decisions you make. Like in the second one, your sister doesn't actually die.
0: Right, cuz you can you can choose to bring her back, which is uh, if if you guys haven't played Fable or any of the Fable games and you don't want it to be spoiled for you. Um I mean just don't don't watch this episode. <laughs> but um yeah, so basically uh like you said, you can choose to bring her back at the end of the game because of the spire. Yes. So um, there's always that delic- By the way, uh, quick question for you. Which... I- I'm assuming you've played Fable 2, played through Fable 2 or the Fable games multiple times.
1: Oh, you have to to get 100% completion. Yeah. I mean, with the Demon Doors alone you have to play all paths.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, the question I want to ask is, what do you usually choose at the end of the game in Fable 2? Do you choose sacrifice, love, or wealth?
1: I generally... Sacrifice wealth because it's when you go to replay. I mean, it's something that's easily, easily gained. You can buy all the places in Bowerstone and rent them out.
0: Right, right, it's right.
1: It's not hard to. I do like the replayability of the after game
0: mm-hmm. when you
1: completed the last mission and stuff because you don't need to have the wealth to get everything in the game. It's just I think it's just like an added bonus. Do you want to be inherently evil or do you want to be inherently good? Mm-hmm. This is your final decision.
0: Right, right, right. So, uh, which one would you which 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 one do you choose? You said you choose sacrifice.
1: Yeah, I, I sacrifice wealth.
0: Mhm. I I always choose the uh, like anytime I play Fable, I always choose the good option. I always I never choose wealth. I never choose love, I always wish for everybody to be returned for to, to their families. Um and here's the thing. Here here's another good question. Um <laughs> do you think Teresa is a bad guy? You know <laughs> <laughs> cause, cause, <laughs> Now that you mention it. here's, here's the thing. So basically because think back so in Fable 2 when you're when all the heroes are giving your giving them your powers right Um, Teresa disappears like once like the big blast of energy goes off and Lucian comes and she goes you know oh my you know Hammer goes oh my god what'd you do to her and he goes oh the seer I merely listened that to me tells me that she's been giving information to Lucian this entire time. <laughs> and she's just kind of well, sitting in the background. I think
1: she's a neutral party.
0: Right, right, right. And she just kind of sit in the background, seeing how it's going to play out. Because here's the thing. She knows she's going to get the Spire. But she doesn't yeah. know which side is going to win, I think is what's going on.
1: Exactly. And that's why I think she's playing both sides. I think she's neutral in the most part. I think she was forced into working with Lucien. See, working for him.
0: I, I don't think she was forced. I just think she's slimy and manipulative. <laughs> like, I don't like this character. <laughs> so, I just think she's really slimy and mani- manipulative throughout the entire game. Uh, I honestly do. I think that she is just not a... I think she's a very well-written character, but I think she is oh, yeah. definitely... I don't know if I would call her neutral. I, I think I'd just call her a straight-up bad guy. What's your take on that? You
1: know, I don't think I would call her a bad guy. I would have to say she's a neutral person. She's, she's neither good or evil. She's just trying to get answers, I yeah. suppose. I guess that would necessarily be inherently evil because you're not doing it for the good of everything. You're doing it strictly because you yourself don't know.
0: Yeah, and she's she's
1: she's got her own agenda.
0: Right, she's doing this not because she wants to help you out. It's because she knows that you're the fourth hero, which the game makes very clear. Of by the way, uh, for people who haven't played the game, there's three heroes: there's strength, skill, and will. Will is kind of like um, magic in the fable universe, um, which we'll get, on which we'll touch on in just a second. And then a skill is, you know, you're skilled with guns or, or archery. And then strength is, you know, you're you're skilled with the blade, you're, you're strong with the blade, or strong with your bare hands. Um, and your character is the fourth hero in Fable 2 at least. And you have all these abilities. Um, so she knows that you're the fourth hero and you're supposed to bring on Lucian's downfall, but she doesn't know if you're capable of winning because I I think what's going on is your sister Rose was the fourth hero and since she's dead now, Destiny has just kind of gone, okay, well you're the next best option. You know what I mean? See, that, I don't
1: think Rose was the Because if you see what happened at the beginning, one of us, we both shared the genes, and when, I guess, when she died, you escaped or whatever, it's... it's, I think I I see it more as like Obi-Wan Kenobi to Luke Skywalker guiding the Force. She dies and realizes and knows these things Mm -hmm. and kind of... The man in the smoke and the mirrors, I guess, that's behind the scenes that oh, now all of a sudden you've got this person coming to you telling you that you're a hero that you have no idea, well maybe because <laughs> your sister's feeding you the Metachlorian count or whatever.
0: Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's what I see it as. It's a well fantasized version of Star Wars at that point,
0: I think. Right, right, right. Um, I, don't,
1: I don't want to go into that because I know you're a huge, huge fan of Star Wars, but that's the best con- comparison I could come up with, is, is Rose is Obi-Wan to your character's Kenobi, or to your character's Luke Skywalker. Right,
0: I get what you're saying. I, I totally get what you're saying. I just, you know, the thing like, so... I, I, I'm trying to avoid talking about Fable Three, if you haven't noticed, because uh, <laughs> I do not have good things to say about that game. But um, there I,
1: I, are some good com- mechanics that were added to the game. The overall gameplay was trash, but some good mechanics were brought in.
0: I, I, I get that. It's you know. So, remind me of the plot of Fable One, because I've have, I, I haven't played Fable One in a really long time. I know that. You're special in some way, but I can't remember how you're special.
1: All right. So what I can remember is since your birth in the village of uh, inside of Albion, I can't remember the name of the village now. I think it starts with a W, but that's beside the point. Um, um you were put on a radar to get found and murdered by.
0: I remember that uh, you were born in Oakville, which becomes Rookridge. Oakville, that's what it was. Which, I'm sorry, it doesn't become Rookridge, it becomes Wraith Marsh. Um, which you actually go to in the second game. Which, you know, Teresa even says this used to be Oakvale.
1: Yes, yes.
0: So, anyways, sorry about that, continue.
1: You're... Basically... When it's raided, when you're raided by bandits and your entire family is killed, um... You get you're greeted by this old hero named Maze who rescues you and sees the potential in you and he trains you to become a hero at the Heroes Guild. Right. And that's where the age thing comes in and years pass and you start aging and that's kind of where that mechanic first, you know, flourished was in-game aging.
0: Um, right, but in this game, another problem I have with Fable 1 and Fable 2 kind of has the same problem is um, you don't really... I mean, in Fable 2 more more so, but in in Fable One, you don't really game age. You just kind of wake up one day and you're 20 years old. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, and everyone around you is still like six. So it's really yeah. concerning. <laughs> Anyways, I guess continue. The bloodline just really matures. You. <laughs> the, the blood of heroes just really—it's like testosterone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like a reverse Benjamin Button type of situation. <laughs> right.
0: Anyway, sorry, I keep interrupting you, but continue.
1: No, you're fine, you're fine. So uh basically when you're trained and everything else, um the actual Teresa, or whatever her name was, she's in the first game.
0: Right, right. She's, she's not your sister. Named. She's she's your she's sister. Just the s- mm-hmm.
1: Huh?
0: She's your sister in the first game.
1: No, I'm I'm yeah, yeah. Teresa's your sister in the first game but I'm talking about the blind seer
0: yeah that's Teresa yeah she's
1: taken in by Twinblade which is one of the the bandit with well I guess the bandit king that took over and kind of destroyed Oakvale Mm um the only thing I can remember is just a little bit more of that fighting and stuff and then you have to fight in the arena which Mm -hmm. I think was like my favorite. Oh, I hate part that. Game. I, I hate that and you part. Had to, really? Oh, I hate I it so much. The arena. It was so awesome. But, and then that's when you had to deal with uh, Jack of Blades. Mm hmm. And that's when you realize that Jack of Blades is the one himself who's destroy who sent out everybody to destroy Oakvale. Mm hmm. And. He was aided by. uh what was it his mother who was in Bargate prison which was the the one of the bosses of the arena you have to fight and then you could decide whether or not you, should, you know keep her alive or kill her or whatever
0: hmm
1: and then what was that because basically the whole point of the game was who can get to the sort of Aeons first
0: right right um and
1: I, did you... you either choose to destroy it or you just choose to just kill your mother so you can keep
0: it. Yeah, did you, when, when you had Fable 1, did you play the Lost Chapters or did you just play the regular game? No,
1: I played it the original for original Xbox when it came out, dude, when I was like 11.
0: So me and my buddy, I remember, because, okay, so we me and my buddy Zach, we always loved Fable, and the first one came out with an extended edition called the Lost Chapters. And I've, so the Lost Chapters at the end had a dragon that you fought. Um, What? Oh, I'm dead serious. I think, I think Jack of Blades at the end of it, it might have been Jack of Blades, or maybe it was somebody else. I can't remember. Became a dragon at the very end of it. And when you kill him, a mask falls, and you pick up this mask, and it's, it's one of those things where it's like, if you put it on, you become purely evil. And your character wants to put it on and you have to mash the A button in order to not put it on. It was... It was intense. <laughs> but the Lost Chapters... I, I think it was the only one where you fought a dragon at the end. I could be wrong on that. I, I don't know, but... Do you remember fighting a dragon in that game? <laughs>
1: uh... No.
0: Okay, no, I so... I yeah.
1: remember fighting... Fighting Jack of Blades. I don't remember his mask ever falling off.
0: It was... And okay, I so...
1: Um, you're working with a uh, scythe, which was another hero or whatever that tells you, you need to get the, uh, gain the sword Avo's tear. Right, right. After right. you discard the sword of Aeons.
0: I remember uh, I scythe. Remember. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then I whisper. Don't
1: remember a dragon.
0: Yeah. So whisper. the, so the lost chapters uh, at the very end. I'm pretty sure it was Jack of Blades. Like after you kill him and steal his sword, you like the very end of the game you go to his last layer which is in i'm pretty sure is the temple of shadows and you and he's like a huge freaking dragon and you have to fight him and it was the hardest thing i think i'd ever done in my entire life at that time at least because you can only fight you can't fight him with your sword you can't fight him with your magic because your magic doesn't work on him because he's a magical dragon you can only use your bone arrow or your crossbow and it was the hardest thing. It took us six hours to beat this dragon. I mean, it was difficult. This was before, you know, patching was a thing and, and patching a game and, and making it easier. Yeah. But holy crap. <laughs> Either that or I'm just, you know, there's probably some people that have played the Lost Chapters like oh, this 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 idiot. You know, that was the easiest thing I've ever done. I, I, I need to preface this. I suck at video games. So, so, it could have just been me, but holy crap, man, it was, oh god, it was, cra- I remember it being crazy difficult.
1: Now I'm gonna have to download last Chapters and play through it again. <laughs> I don't remember ever seeing a
0: dragon. Yeah, it's it's crazy, dude. I, I, I'm pretty sure that every part of the game is the same exe- except for the end. I think the only difference is—I could be wrong on that—but I think the only difference is the end of the game. So I—I I don't know, man. That's crazy. So um,
1: unless they've opened up other areas to explore and different side quests,
0: and I, I have no—I I have no that. idea. I haven't played that game in so long, in so long. Now, if you want to talk Fable Two, dude, i, I the—I recently just played played Fable Two like a month ago. So <laughs> I've, oh, yeah. I've played through that game. I've played through Fable Two probably like 15 times in the last year because I love that game so much I love that game so so stinking much um it is it is my favorite game and you know something interesting about Fable 2 and I I genuinely mean this when I say it is every single every single time I play it I find something new in the game I find like a new area Or I discover a new side quest that I never knew about before. And I've played this game so many stinking times. Like, just the other, just, just, um, like when I finished the game recently, I found a hidden cave behind a chariot that you find that's being, um, that's being robbed by some, some, you know, nobody, some mugger, um, when people just died. But I found a cave behind it and it's a wisp cave. Where Hollow Men are, and the Hollow Men King is there, and you have to beat the Hollow Men King and beat all his Hollow Men minions. Um, and it's like I this whole. I think it, I remember that. It's this whole intricate pu- puzzle, and I never knew about that. And I i can't tell you how many freaking times I have played this game. So every single time I play it, I genuinely find something new. So that's. I just. It just shows the, te- the game has definitely held the test of time.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, it's got so much replayability mm-hmm. just because of the choices you can make alone. Like, I think in Fable 2, there's, like, four different endings.
0: Oh, yeah. There's so many different endings that you can do and choose from. Um, yeah. And depending on how you, like... So, if you play as a good guy, you know, and you good, you, you choose the good choice, you know... At the at the very end of the game, you wish for everyone to go back to their families. Everyone's like, "Oh yeah, yeah." You know, obviously, you would choose that because you're a good guy. But if you play as a bad guy throughout the entire game and you choose that, people just kind of give you these blank stares, like, uh, "You um, like really? Planning? Okay, that's a little disconcerting." <laughs> so. Okay.
1: He's just doing it so he can do it all over
0: again. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> um, and then, you know, of cu- and of course, if you if you play as a good guy and choose, like, choose love for your sister, if you choose for your sister to come back, um, you know, you kind of get the same response whether or not you play good or evil. It's just kind of like, you know, it's not the one I thought you would choose. Now, if you choose, if you're a good guy and you choose wealth, I mean, you're just like completely just shit on. It's like, you know, screw you, you're the worst person in the world. Um, and if you're evil and and do it, there's there's a much more sympathetic response if you're evil and choose choose wealth at the end of the game, um, out of your three wishes. Um, if you're evil, the response that you get is just, you know, all the terrible things that you've done throughout your life. I thought it was just to, you know, Hammer says this, I, out of all the terrible things you've done, I thought it was just to get back at Lucian. But now I can see that you're just in it for yourself, and I pity you. It's it's a much more sympathetic response, just, you know. Yeah. Yeah, you're a horrible, yeah, you know, you've, you've done horrible things, but at the same time, you know, you were kind of dealt the short end of the stick in life, so I was able to overlook it. Now I just realize that you don't care, you're just in it for yourself, pretty much. Yeah. Well,
1: it's like, wow, I, I mean, I knew you had some harshness, but... Now I see.
0: You're a dick. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> That's pretty much what she says. Um, yeah, so Fable 2, as we were saying, you know, you start out as an orphan. It makes very clear that, that you know, your sister's the only family that you have. And at the beginning of the game, Lord Lucian figures out that you're a hero because you can use a magic box that only heroes can use. Which, there's a theory that he planted it there, but the other theory is that Teresa planted it there. Uh, the community is kind of torn on that um and uh uh you're able to use it and and make a wish to go to the palace so you go there and uh he figures out that you're heroes but he also figures out that one of you is the fourth and your sister ends up getting killed and the rest of the game um you're on this quest to find and kill Lucian. Um, the magic in this game I I just want to preface this, the magic in this game the mechanics for the magic are instantly better than Fable 1 I mean they're instantly better
1: yeah, Yeah, they improved on
0: everything like, cause the magic in Fable 1 when you used it, you could only use it at certain times, and there was a recharge cylinder, and you could only use it um, for certain moments, or when you're around certain things, or when you lock on certain enemies. In Fable 2, you can literally use magic whenever you want. And I, I think that that as a whole improved the gameplay significantly because you can learn nice. shock, you can learn flames, you can learn, you know, chaos. Yeah. It was awesome.
1: Well, and, and the huge difference between the first two games, I think, is that the first game was more... more child-friendly, I think. Like, in the second game, there's more adult themes inside of that.
0: I would argue that the second... I would argue that the second game's more child-friendly. Because, uh, you know... uh,
1: I don't remember being able to get STDs in the first game.
0: Yeah, we but get you STDs can... STDs in the
1: second game. Yeah,
0: well, it, it, you don't... I mean, you don't have to. <laughs> it's <not laughs> it a quest is, or anything. Cool possibility is there? It's, it's totally your choice. But, uh... I'll give that to you. But in the first game, you can decapitate people. You cannot do that in the second game. Like, decapitations are gone. Um, okay, okay. So, Most of the I mean, blood is gone, too. Honestly.
1: Mild violence, but... Um, the the more major adult themes, I think, are in the second. I, I,
0: the I, I, I get the what first, you mean.
1: I, I think the first plays on more so of a childhood fantasy. Not, I guess that's a bad way to put it. But I'm going to stick to it. Because every kid growing up wants to be the hero, wants to be this, and you're put in a You're kind of given that, you know, very common storyline of, you're the only person left from your village now because this happened, what are you going to do? Right, right. I think Fable 1 gives you more of that than Fable 2 kind of says, you're an orphan and you just watched your sister die. How does this make you feel?
0: Right, right. I, I get what you're saying because Fable 1, you know, you're taken in by someone who is very clearly a good guy, right? Exactly. and it's and have
1: kind of already put you
0: on that path. Right. It, it, the, the first game kind of wants you to be a good guy, but it's not going to stop you from being a, a, a bad guy. Whereas the I, I see where you're coming from because the second one is you're put into the shittiest situation possible. You're taken by somebody who is probably helping the enemy. What are you going to do? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, you're like the choice is yours pretty much. Um so yeah, it's, I I get it's what really you're saying. messed up to think
1: because the, the seer that takes you with the second wood is your is your sister from the first one.
0: Right, right, right. But I mean, you're not the same character obviously, but...
1: No, no, no. But she's... I mean, you just kind of think that character has some sort of value.
0: Right, but at the same time, you gotta remember she was raised by bandits her entire life. You know, she was, you know, Twin Blades was the person who took care of her. Um yeah. so she's kind of lived a life where she plays both sides. She's, you know, she she's manipulative, she's sneaky, she's um she's untrustworthy of everybody. She always assumes the worst, so it kind of makes sense. W- which which is why I say Teresa is a very well-written character. For her story arc, yeah. even though we don't know a lot about her, we know that she was raised by bandits. We know that her sight was taken from her at a very young age. Um, and we know that she has special gifts. She can see into the future. She can predict outcomes before they happen. Um, and she knows she's special, special and she uses that to her advantage. But she uses it, she uses her powers and her skills and her gifts in the worst way possible. Like all the worst way possible is because she was raised by bandits. So you can kind of say that she doesn't really know any better. Um,. Uh, you know, I'm not trying to make excuses for you know bad people or, or bad choices, but she she doesn't really know any better. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So, um, but, anyways, um, to get to get back on topic to Fable Two, um, you know, you go on a quest to find the three heroes, and the three heroes are uh, Sister Hannah, who becomes Hammer. Which, I, I just want to say, I'm kind of upset that there's not an option in the game to make Hammer fall in love with you. Um, I don't, I've don't. i talked to people about this before, um, and I've tried, and it's impossible. You cannot do it. You cannot make Hammer fall in love with you. No matter how much you flirt with her, no matter how much you try to put the moves on her, <laughs> it doesn't work. <laughs> I... I it, <laughs> because my
1: first question
0: to you is why so I was I, <laughs> so okay so in in fable 2 you know you can you know you can you can sway people to marry you pretty much right you yeah, you can start yeah. a family so the reason why I did that is because compared to you hammer has been just through as much stuff as you've been through she's adopted um, she's uh, ashamed of the place that she's at she, um, believes she's meant for something more. Um, and her, the only family that she has is, is taken from her. Her father, the abbot is killed when you first meet her uh, a little bit after you first yeah. meet her. So she's, you know, in, in many ways, she's very similar to you. You know, she's kind of the yin to your yang, so to speak. Um, and I think there is a very big missed opportunity for a love interest to be there. And obviously, you know, it's a role playing game. So it's kind of like fall in love, whoever you want to fall in love with and and do whatever you want to do and kill whoever you want to kill and save whoever you want to save. I get that, but I think there is a big missed opportunity to have a love interest there. Um, And maybe that's what they were going for in the beginning and dropped it. But I feel like if they were ever to remake this game, they definitely need to put that mechanic in or make that story, um, because it'd be a very interesting dynamic to see that love interest kind of take fruition. Um, I, I've always thought that now I understand why, because, you know, she's a, she's, she's a character that you need throughout the game. She's, um, she's someone who is needed, uh, to make the story progress. And it wouldn't make a lot of sense to have that love interest. But I think the idea it's, itself is interesting, if that makes sense.
1: Okay. Yeah, I can see it. So, I, mean, I, think that, I think that's kind of the whole in-between-the-lines story with the, with the hammer anyways. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't intended for it to actually happen.
0: Right, right, right. I get what you're saying. Um, and uh, you get a... Also, I want to say, you get a dog in this one. Which is kind of awesome. This was. Yeah, yeah. This was the first game, I think, one of the first games where a um, mechanic for a companion was implemented. Correct me if I'm wrong on that, but I haven't seen a game before that, before Fable 2, where you could have a companion. And the fact that that dog works so well, where it follows you everywhere, I think is a big technological advance in video games.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, if you look at games like uh, Skyrim and Fallout 4 that have that same mechanic that still doesn't have that kind of in-depth that you can do with your companion, mm-hmm. or your dog, or your pet, whatever you want to
0: call it. Right, because in, in Fallout 4, I mean, the, mechanic, the mechanics that they have for the companions is, those. the reason why it doesn't work in Fallout 4 is because those companions, if you take them places... They actually need to be different places in different places for the story to progress, like Piper is a good example of this. When you go to find your son in Fallout 4, um, Piper needs to be in Nick Valentine's office because she needs to spark a conversation. Um, mm-hmm. But if you take her with you to go find your son and you go into Nick's office, she's not there to spark that conversation, so the conversation that ensues when you go meet Nick doesn't make any sense because she's not there to spark it up. She's not already there in Nick's office. And the fact that it worked in Fable 2 because that companion is always with you and it doesn't work in Fallout 4 kind of shows me that the that the companion mechanic has gotten lazy um, in video games. Whereas, Because in Fable 2, that companion's always with you. Where in Fallout 4, you can have multiple companions. You know what I mean? Exactly. So I, I think
1: I, it, I think it, it kind of Fallout Two or not Fallout Fable Two has kind of built the, that premise though of companions in a video gaming how valuable or, or invaluable or however you want to idealize it, that's how well they can be.
0: Right, right. And and
1: I think Fallout Two kinda of, or Fable Two kind of paved that.
0: Right, and and, and the thing about Fable Two is is You know, a lot of people will argue, you know, your dog is worthless in in Fable 2. Well, it's not because you can, you know, you can train it, you know, you can buy certain books like make it a better treasure hunter or make it a better fighter, uh, make it a better protector, um, make it sense danger easier because in that, because your dog, every single thing that it does, it means something, you know, when it's when it's scared, it probably means that there's a hollow man nearby. If it starts growling, there's bandits nearby. Um, if it cowers into a corner, it probably means Balverines are nearby, you know, when it barks, it means there's treasure nearby. Every single thing that your dog does in the game has a meaning and has a purpose. Um, and in, you know, in, in a game like fallout four, you know, there really is no purpose to the companion. It's almost like the companion shouldn't even be there. Um, because again, they kind of need to be elsewhere in order for the story to progress and when they're with you the story can't progress as smoothly as it would if you just went alone exactly and i, I well
1: and i like the fact that fall or fable 2 has kind of brought in that co-op play right
0: right right where you
1: can have either or but the shared screenplay or whatever when back before they allowed you know the
0: multiplayer right
1: WAP with xbox live and all of that
0: I'd say the only problem with that co-op is, depending on how you play it, your character, the character who's playing with you, can't really upgrade their stats, um, and therefore is always weak and can never really upgrade as the game progresses. That's the only frustrating thing about that. But it is, it is nice to have somebody play with you through that game. It is nice yeah. to. Um, have that other player there, because there are tight situations in Fable 2 where it's extremely difficult. Um,
1: All the trolls. Oh, oh my god. Difficult. All the damn trolls.
0: I, I, I You know, the, the Hobbs suck. That's what they're called, is, is Hobbs. And I hate them so much. Also, Balverines. I freaking hate I've Balverines. Never had
1: a, I don't have a problem with Balverines.
0: I've always had a problem with Balverines. The
1: Hobbs aren't so bad. Um, as long as you have uh, lightning spells, lightning spells are pretty easy against hob. Mm-hmm. Um, but the trolls, where you have to dodge everything, and then you got to get around them and shoot certain spots on their body.
0: Yeah, yeah. I
1: think that was. Yeah, that that was where it was like, this is the scene in kind of like an end boss, but they're like spread all throughout Albion. Right, they right. Just pop up.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, so the um so we talked about the arena battle in the first game I want to make this something very clear even though I did not like the arena battle in the first game the crucible is probably one of my favorite points in the second game because of the improved mechanics because be, uh, solely because of the pr- improved mechanics with the magic and the sword fighting and the fact that you can actually have guns in this game um, I think that because of those improved mechanics, the arena battle is much better. Because in the first game, like I said, the magic using um, wasn't as good as it is in, in in the second game. Whereas the second game, you can use the magic all the time. You can't in the first game, and that makes the arena battle very, very frustrating. <laughs> I guess it really
1: depends on depends on how you build your character. I always, my first build is always on the strength stat to build up my melee power. Mm -hmm. And then I I might work with some will, mostly for healing spells, because I'm a raw fighter when it comes to those games. I just like to go in and swing.
0: Right. I get what you're saying. I'm the same way, but it, you know... um, I, I just, I, I just think that that Fable two just implemented the will a little bit better. Whereas it's, it's more user friendly than it is in in, in the first game. Um, yeah, it's a lot more user friendly. Um,
1: well, and in the second one, you're able to combine different spells too.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Which
1: that kind of like once you get towards end game stuff, where you can have like a whirlwind of blades.
0: Yeah, that's by awesome.
1: Combining- that, I mean that's
0: insane. Oh, it's so good. So good.
1: Now you have now you have like six other companions fighting you and these are just swords.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. No, that's awesome. Um What was I gonna say? Um You're
1: so- wanting to get into Fable Three next, I think.
0: Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, screw Fable Three. Um uh, So basically, um But let's, before we go on Fable, fuck, we have to talk about Fable 3, don't we? We have to. We have to. Okay, listen, here's what I want to say about Fable 3. This game is fucking upside down broken. (laughs) It's just, it takes everything that is good about Fable and ignores it. So, Fable, you are a silent protagonist. Um... You know, and it's kind of kept ambiguous on why you're a silent protagonist. Are you taking the valve silent because your family or sister was killed? Never really opens on that and makes the character more interesting. Um, yeah. The magic, the the use of magic only got better in Fable 2. Um, the use of, you know, you can go out and you can buy swords and, and you can start doing jobs now. You can still get, um, you know gold for side quests in the second game. But they're just a lot more scarce, but you can, you know, you can do jobs. Now the world's really infant, uh, you know, in you know, innovative fable three takes all of that and says, you like that? Well, screw you because we're taking away every single thing that you love about fable. There's now a voice actor for your character. Uh, we're not really going to explain the connection that you have to the first two characters. We're just going to say, fuck it. And say that you're somebody's son or daughter. Um, and remember all remember how you could buy weapons in, in Fable 2 well guess what you have two weapons it's either a hammer or it's a sword and you're just gonna have to fucking deal with it <laughs> and oh and the, the magic the the the, you know how, how we made the mechanics better for the magic in Fable 2 well guess what we're going to the way back to the way it was in the first game cause screw you <laughs> I, well, they changed
1: like the whole level up process too with the road to rule
0: I know, and it's like, so, okay, so, for people who haven't played Fable 3, don't, but for people who haven't th- played Fable 3...
1: Do, do play Fable 3, just make your own decisions on how you feel about the game. N- no, Definitely no. play the first two first.
0: Don't 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 put make yourself your in that kind of torture. If you want to play a good game, go play Fable 2.
1: <laughs> well, play the first two, for sure. Play them in chronological order, I think, is the best way to do it, so you can see the game's progression and swift decline.
0: <laughs> it's like it's like kind of like a bell curve for the Fable games. You know, I wouldn't say that Fable 1's at the very bottom, but it's kind of middle of the road. Fable 2's at the top, and then there's just like a massive decline for Fable 3 and everything. By the way, have you ever played Fable Journey? We're not going to talk about it in this, uh, but have you ever played Fable Journey?
1: Is that the board game style one? Yeah,
0: it's a fucking disaster. Um <laughs> Like, it's I really bad. I've that
1: a lot with my son, actually. It's not bad. It just has, like, the only thing that feels like Fable is the characters and the mobs. Other than that, you go through some relevant maps. But, I mean, it's it's like Fable tried to Mario Party. Yeah. That's what they did.
0: Oh, God. Anyways.
1: It wasn't... Yeah.
0: Uh, I want to I get back to why I hate Fable 3 so much. <laughs> um. So, in Fable 3... The way to level up your weapon... This is the dumbest thing in the world. You choose one from the like secret corridor that your father built. Whether it's the, the sword or the hammer. By the way, you can't buy weapons in this game. You can't. You either get a sword or a hammer. Um, you get that. And when you hit somebody, the sword or the hammer will grow in the corridor that you built. And that's how you know you've leveled up. And you cannot take the leveled up weapon until it fully levels up to level two or level three and then you can switch it out for the level and i guess that's how they kind of changed you know okay well you know instead of buying your weapons you'll just level up your weapons um and it's just like oh god and i don't think you can even use ranged weapons in this game either i don't think you can use guns yes you
1: can you get you get pistols or a carbine oh god the cool thing about those in this game is that they've mixed melee weapons, so like you can have a blunderbuss with an axe on it now. That's
0: uh, still still so stupid. I, think, S- I, still I stupid. mean, it's
1: stupid that that's the only choice and options that you get, but the fact that they were... If they kept the Fable 2 mechanics by adding that, okay, I have a ranged and melee weapon connected, that that's pretty good. Granted, right. the melee weapon's not going to be as functional as your main melee weapon, but in a tight spot against bandits, that's completely
0: usable. I get what you're saying, and here's the thing. Fable 3 had the potential to be the best in the franchise. Easily had oh, the potential totally. to... Totally. If they would have, like you said, if they would have... kept the Fable 2 mechanics, and just kept it the way it was, and didn't put any changes to anything, even if they kept the mechanics that they had where, you know, you could only level up the weapons that you had, and that's what you get, but they kept the Fable 2 mechanics within that... The game had the potential to be the best in the franchise, and take away the real estate. Why? Why was the real estate in this game? <laughs> but you know, it had it had the potential to be the best in the franchise because the story is there. You know, the the stories, everything that we know about Fable, all the story, all the comedy, all the tragedy, it's all there. But it's just is executed so badly. You know what I mean?
1: Remember the second half of the storyline of Fable 3? No. That is that ruined the game for me. So the first half of the game, you're for
0: wait, wait, your brother. Wait, is that when it reveals that your brother was is really a good guy and he's just trying to do the best for his people? Or he was like bribed well, or something?
1: He was he was um under the power of the darkness.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. That's right.
1: And the, or you had the force from Aurora or whatever. Yeah,
0: that's. Oh god. Yeah. That's right. So I forgot. He,
1: yeah. So your brother actually becomes a good guy and joins you in the fight to go against that.
0: Right, but yeah. he's been the bad guy the entire game.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what killed it for me. If they would have kept the storyline, oh okay, your brother who has to overthrow the king which is your brother and you got to start a revolution and unite all these different tribes and stuff that's a great plot line but then they just like okay we're bored with this i'm going to throw this and shit can it and then we're going to bring in the darkness
0: hey you want to know what the you want to know what the best part of fable 3 was the end the credits <laughs> <laughs>
1: the best part was me not owning it anymore
0: oh god dude the Fable 3 man it's just oh god and again here's the thing it had so much potential behind it it had so much potential I mean
1: will you be willing to replay Fable 3 at all just to remember parts of it things that could have been good
0: so okay so the answer to your question is no because I've already done it (laughs) I've already done it. And I did it because I play. I was playing through Fable Two. And as I was playing through it, something popped up on my Xbox that was like, You like Fable Two, you'll like Fable Three. And I was like, I don't remember liking I, I don't remember liking Fable Three, but Xbox, you know, the Xbox store manipulated me into thinking that I liked Fable Three. So I bought it and I was like <laughs> Don't blame Microsoft. I'm blaming Microsoft. I'm I'm blaming Microsoft. Anyways, <laughs> Star Wars would never do this to me, even though they did it to me with The Last Jedi. <laughs> but <laughs> anyways. I awakened, right? yeah, anyways. Um <laughs> it, it you know, Microsoft mal- manipulated me into thinking that I liked Fable Three, so I bought it for the cheap ten bucks that it was, and that's where it really got me. It was like, Oh, it's only ten bucks. You know, I haven't played it since I was a kid. I was a lot, Im- I was more immature back then, so maybe it will be a lot better this time. And I played through the first 25 minutes and said, fuck this shit, and turned it off and turned back on Fable 2. I, I remembered why I hated that game so much. Um, you know, because the very first, so basically the beginning of the game has you train against Hollow Men, and it teaches yeah. you all the mechanics. And it's like, okay, you know, hit him with this thing and do this. Okay, now hit him with a fireball. It's like, well, I don't want to hit him with a fireball. He's almost dead. Just let me hit him with my sword. It's like, no, hit him with fireball. <laughs> it's like, no, you have to do this. It's like, you have to do this. The, the only way that you can kill... And here's another thing. Here's another thing. The only way you can kill villains in that game is by combos. You cannot kill him with just a sword. You have to use combos. And I hate it. (laughs) You have to use combos. The game will not allow you to kill it with a... You might be able to kill, like, a hob or something with a regular sword. But if it's, like, a stronger enemy, you have to use combos. And it's frustrating as hell! It's so frustrating! Yeah. It's just... Oh my god, it's so... Like, when I say this game is fucking broken, it is broken.
1: Have you ever been able to find all the gargoyles?
0: In Fable 2?
1: Yeah.
0: I've found... So there's... I think there's... How many are there? There's 60? Right? Yeah. There's 60. I've found 35 of them. I cannot find the other... However many there are. Um, I cannot... Oh, really? I, I've only ever found 35. So I know that there's a bunch of them in the... um in the hallowing halls and i know that there's a bunch of them at brightwood tower and i know i know for a fact there's a bunch of them in the crucible and i cannot well, find of them, them
1: in bowerstone too
0: oh yeah i found all the ones in bowerstone um but the ones that are like oh you know i've never went to see if there's any at the temple of shadow to be honest with you um, i
1: think there's two or three at the temple of
0: shadow okay because I know there's like... I know there's like six in Bowerstone alone. And I know that... Mm-hmm. I think... One of them's inside a demon door, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. And I think it's the... Um, I think it's the demon door inside of Fairfax. Uh, I don't know. I can't remember.
1: I think so. Or it might be the one in the... Supple- the uh, in Brightwood next to the farm
0: no well you might be right no you might be right you, no because the one in brightwood next to the farm is the one that makes you dress up like a woman in order to get inside
1: oh yeah that's right oh no you have to get no that's the one you need to you need the cheese And then you need to get certain facial hair and hair. You
0: need to get so you need to get cheese. Yeah, you have
1: to wear a certain outfit.
0: Right, you need to get cheese, you need to get dreadlocks, you need to get a noblewoman's hat. You need to get a um a blouse and um like a like a prostitute shawl or whatever.
1: Yeah.
0: I think (laughs) And what he has inside of him, I think, is just like a book or something.
1: That was the uh uh, another outfit called Lad of
0: the Night. Yeah, it's it's not a good it's not a good reward. But he warns it's, you. No, it's, he warns you the yeah. entire time. He's like, I got nothing interesting inside. Go away. <laughs> By the way, if you go up to that demon door already dressed the way he wants you to dress, it is the funniest reaction ever. Yes. He's like, Are you serious? <laughs> you just walk around dressed like this all day. <laughs>
1: Speaking of demon doors, though, have you ever gotten through all the demon doors? There's
0: only one I've never gotten through. And the one I haven't gotten through is the one in, um... Uh... I think it's in Wraith... It's not in Wraith Marsh. It's in, um... Where yeah, is it? The one
1: in Wraith Marsh. So that's the one that gives you the legendary rifle.
0: Right, right, right. It's not in Wraith Marsh. Because the Wraith Marsh one is easy. You just gotta bring a big cr- crowd there. Um, and yeah, he'll let you, bring, you in. like ten people. Um... The one that I've never gotten in, I think it might be in... Where is it? I'm trying to remember where it one is. one in
1: Fairfax?
0: It might be in Fairfax. No, it's not in Fairfax. I've gotten the one in Fairfax.
1: You can't, because the only way to open the one in Fairfax is to open all other demon doors.
0: Oh, yeah, no, I've never gotten to Fairfax. You're right. No, I thought the one in Fairfax was you had to buy Fairfax Castle. But you're right. No, you're definitely right. Okay, so the the two I've never gotten into is Fairfax. Thank you for correcting me. And the, uh, there's one... I can't remember where it is. But you go up to it and it tells you to, you know, consume the desires of, of flesh. You know, like, sleep with whoever oh, you, you have want. To
1: eat that crunchy chicken?
0: No, no, no. It's like sleep, it's like sleep with whoever who, who you want, you know, drink whatever you want, eat whatever you want. And you have to return to it like obese and drunk and with like 10 STDs. Um, and he'll let you in. I've never done that one because I refuse to play the game like that, pretty much. Like, even to see what's inside of it, I've never done that one you know which one I'm talking about? I can't remember where it is. I think it might be in Bloodstone. No, it's not in Bloodstone. That might be. It might be in Bloodstone. Here, let me look it up real quick. Actually, in oh, that's not the one in Bowerstone Cemetery. The The one in Bowerstone. The one in um, the one in Bloodstone is the one where you have to kick the kick the chicken into its mouth. Yeah. Um. Where is it?
1: I know the one. The one in Bloodstone is the one you have to play the loop.
0: Hmm. Let me see.
1: The one in uh, Bowerstone Cemetery is the one you have to kick the chicken yeah. into its mouth. Uh, Are okay. you talking about the one in Oakfield? The one where you have to.
0: It might be in Oakville. Uh,
1: the one that wants a marriage proposal?
0: Mm-mm, no, 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 that's, that's, the, that's true love. You have to have, be in love with somebody.
1: Oh, cause yeah, cause the one in Rookridge is the one where you have to have your dog do all the, uh, tricks in front of him. Did the one in Westcliff?
0: Oh yeah, it's the one in Westcliff. So you have to be evil enough. Okay, there it is. It, it has a legendary yeah. weapon inside of it. Um, but basically, yeah, it tells you right. It tells you that you have to like sleep with a bunch of people and eat a bunch of food and like you have to go like I'm pretty sure you have to go to it drunk. I think that's the only way you can get in is if you go to it drunk. Like when you're evil enough and you've done all these things and then like you have to go to it drunk.
1: I think you only need like 50% corruption to open it.
0: Really? Cause I was always told like it If that's the case, then I'm mad at myself. Like if that's the yeah. case, I'm really mad at myself.
1: Because when I remember right, there was a trick to get the higher higher corruption rating really fast was to uh you buy a bunch of houses and then you just jack the rent up right. way too high and it increases your corruption. A ton, mm-hmm. and then you also get the heart of corruption thing, and that that helps with the, obviously your corruption. But
0: uh, what's in what's in the Fairfax one? What what is inside the Fairfax one?
1: Oh, the Fairfax one. I don't think there was much of anything. I think it was just. Fifty thousand gold and a poem.
0: Well, that's disappointing. And
1: you, get, you get the yeah, and you get you get Marcus's poem and fifty thousand gold, and you get an achievement called the Concierge.
0: You know what? It would have been awesome if, when you open that demon door, it's Lucian, and you have a final boss battle. That would have been awesome.
1: It would have been cool if it was, like, a secret boss battle, but I wouldn't do, like, the final boss. Like, I would have preferred being able to, like, learn a new willpower.
0: That would have been cool, too.
1: Like, something that's super secret after doing all this, you get one that's, like... Just stupid powerful, but also has like a random effect chance of turning your uh, companion into a chicken for two minutes. or something. <laughs> oh man! Or do you get set back to being called a chicken kicker.
0: That'd be <laughs> awesome, chicken chaser, or chicken, or chicken kicker. Chaser, yeah, chicken chaser. Chicken so, chasers. out of all of them, I have to ask because we're about to, I'm about to wrap this this uh, episode up. But out of all of them, which one would you say is your favorite?
1: I would still have to say number
0: one. Number two only for me. Probably because
1: it got me hooked onto the series.
0: Okay, that's fair enough. Number two for me, because I feel like it's just a more in depth story than number one, but I definitely get where you're coming from, is is number one is what got you hooked on the series, so it's it's it is your favorite. Now I have to ask yeah. another question. Overall opinion, what about number three? What do you think about number three? Your friendships yeah. on the line, Chrono.
1: I would, because it's been a couple of years since I've played it, I'd be willing to like borrow a copy from somebody just to replay it. I I probably wouldn't spend money on it (laughs) like you did, but I'd be willing to get
0: a replayability. Can we just pause for a second and and, and just... Uh, acknowledge the way you say like you the way you said like you did. It's like, I wouldn't spend money on it like you did, you fucking retard. <laughs> no offense. I just thought it was funny. You're like, I wouldn't spend money on it like you did. <laughs> well, you
1: said my friendship was
0: on the line, so... <laughs> oh man, that's funny. I I would never... I, I, for me, Fable 3 is just like where the series died. By the way, they're coming out with Fable 4.
1: Any good things on it?
0: I have. There was an E3 trailer about it back in 2019, like late 2019. Um, and then because of COVID and the world got shut down, um, it was delayed. As far as the release date, I'm not sure on it. But the last time I checked, it's still in production. So we're still getting it. I don't I don't think it's been canceled yet. So, I'm excited.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm actually just Googling it right now and seeing if there's anything. Oh, the new Fable 4 is using the Forza game engine.
0: Oh, sweet.
1: Wow, so it's going to be some crazy graphics.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: I'm looking
0: forward to that. There's no spoilers or nothing on it. Uh, there's, they're keeping it very, I don't even, like, because Lionhead Studios went out of business right around the time that they made, um, like, Fable Interactive, which was the Wii version of Fable. Um, so I don't know who's making it. Like, I don't think there's really any information on this game other than it's coming out. You know what I mean? Yeah. So... It might be 343 Industries, but I'm not 100% certain.
1: You know, I'm not seeing anything on a developer either.
0: Like, they're keeping it very, very discreet.
1: Um. Yeah, it looks like they're saying that it's still probably a year out,
0: though. Yeah, because like, like I said, it, it's it's... You know, it was you know the 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 trailer came out and you know late late 2019 with the with the E3 and everything, and then once COVID hit and the world went under, it just kind of faded into obscurity. So, I mean,
1: it's uh, I think it's Turn 10 Studios.
0: Turn 10? Okay. Well.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, I guess we'll see. We'll, we'll, I'll be holding on to my breath, and hopefully, this game does fable justice and it's not another fable three situation oh, we can only okay. hope
1: i just actually just found some uh rumors that are going about on us, so don't take this to heart anybody but it's going to feature first person and third person perspectives Ooh! guns are gone
0: okay i'm fine with guns being gone
1: yeah it's possible to ignore the main quest Players will be able to build towns. There will be a multiplayer component. Okay. And time travel and interplanetary travel will feature into it.
0: Wait, hold on. Wait, wait. Hold on. Back up. Back up. Back up. I know you said these are rumors, but interplanetary travel?
1: Yeah. Remember what I said about that Star Wars thing? <laughs> <laughs> That's where we're
0: going. Just like you're you're playing through the game, and all of a sudden, just like fucking Darth Vader, (laughs) show some. Just
1: (laughs) uh, because it's set long, long ago, it'd probably be Darth Plagueis.
0: No, just it just be it just be Palpatine. Like, did you ever hear the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise? Just like in a bar somewhere, (laughs) just trying to manipulate some young kid. (laughs) <laughs> Anyways, well, Chrono, thank you so much for joining me on this very first episode of Rando and Friends. It was an honor to have you on, sir.
1: Of course, man. Anytime.
0: And thank you, everyone, so much for listening. This will be up on YouTube tomorrow. Uh, well, today, I guess, because tomorrow's Monday, but it will be up on Monday. It will also be on Spotify and the podcast player on both uh, iPhone and Apple uh, devices. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening. And again, thank you, Chrono Pasta Podcast. I don't, I can't use podcast out. That's what Distractable uses. Um, d- 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 may the force be with you. Bye, everyone. <laughs> 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 See ya.